Welcome to Health System CIO's interview with Sanjeev Sa, VP and Chief Information Security Officer with Centura Health. I'm Anthony Guerra, founder and editor-in-chief. Sanjeev, thanks for joining me. Anthony, thank you so much for having me. I'm just thrilled to be in a conversation with you today. Very good. Looking forward to it. Do you want to tell me a little bit about your organization and your role? Yes, yeah, so I serve as a Vice President and Chief Information Security Officer for Centura Health. Uh, Centura Health is an uh, organization that is a prominent healthcare um, provider in Colorado mm-hmm. and, um, and regional uh, areas with 17 hospitals, 14 affiliated hospital locations, uh, health neighborhoods, uh, health at home, urgent care centers, emergency rooms. Uh, so 100 plus uh, physician practices um, are 21,000 plus people, uh, care providers, uh, care for the communities that we serve in. Yeah, 17 hospitals, definitely a sizable organization. So I see you've been there for about uh, eight months. So um I'm interested in learning a little bit about your career journey, just the points that that you want to articulate. I like to see how people wind up where they are. Sometimes CISOs have different types of backgrounds. So how did you wind up getting to security and then getting into healthcare security? And then ultimately, if you want to talk a little bit about selecting this role. So Anthony, uh, so let me uh, uh, walk you quickly through a bit of my background. Um, So I started in automotive uh, field uh, when I first uh, started my professional career. I worked for a global supplier uh, that was located in 65 countries. For them, I started as a junior uh, IT professional, um, ultimately over a 10-year period, worked in corporate offices, worked at uh, and contributed at a plant location, uh, as well as uh, coming back to the corporate office as the head of uh, security uh, for that organization. And as I um, uh, played that role, um, I learned a lot. Uh, many people contributed to uh, in a career uh, and success that I have had uh, in that journey. And, uh, and it really helped shape um, you know, my path uh, into the future. With an advice from my former uh, CIO, uh, Mr. Mario Leone, uh, I went on a journey to learn uh, a bit more about different uh, sectors and uh, contribute from a place of my knowledge and skill while partnering with people uh, and partners in those organizations. It took me to uh, a healthcare organization, uh, Home Health and Hospice in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That was my first time. Uh, being in healthcare as the first time CISO for that organization, I have to tell you, I learned so much and made uh, with working with people really to make a significant difference for the organization from security and compliance perspective. And then an opportunity presented at University of North Carolina at Charlotte to serve again as the first time CISO. So if that's becoming a trend, I served as first time CISO for next couple of organizations in healthcare. Uh, ultimately. Uh, at Texas Children's uh, Hospital in Houston as well. Again, a fantastic organization, a, a tremendous learning ground, 
and ability to contribute in many ways uh, for patients' well-being, uh, working to enhance uh, clinicians' experience as well as their efficiency, and, and really leveraging cyber as innovation uh, to drive uh, technology innovation that, that really enhances uh, patient um, experience and patient outcomes. Um, when I was at uh, Texas Children's, uh, I presented me with an opportunity to serve as a CIO um, at an organization uh, that was dental and vision insurance in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And from there, uh, I went on to Medical University of South Carolina to serve again in the same role as uh, a chief information security officer. Um, uh, being at an academic uh, medical center, it, it had its own unique opportunities and challenges. But one thing that was common across all of my journey, either through automotive and through healthcare, was that the difference that could be made was done with people and with, through partnership, leveraging technology, not uh, simply as a technology component, but using that as an innovation to deliver uh, patient uh, experience, uh, patient outcomes, and enhance really clinicians' ability to care for um, uh, patients that we served. And that then brings me to uh, Centura Health. What a fantastic opportunity to do that for a uh, system that uh, cares for um, a, a large uh, population and network of uh, uh, people in this uh, part of the country. Why do you think healthcare so far has held you? Uh, why did it stick, so to speak? I mean, you went from automotive to healthcare, you could have easily bounced back to automotive or to anything else, finance, retail, but it seems like healthcare has held you, and I don't know if it will forever, but it has for quite some time. Sometimes we just develop an expertise and therefore we're recruited to those roles because that's what we do. It's what we know. Um, do you, would you say that it has held you that something about the industry attracts you perhaps more than others? Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, being able to serve um, with the mission that you have in a given organization is really why we come together as, as professionals and that mission is just heightened when you are able to use your uh, talent and mm. work with uh, others in the organization, particularly at Central Health, where we're very uh, mission-oriented in doing what's best for our people that we serve and for each other within the organization. Uh, really, mm. you know, it's hard to find a mission um, that really... Um, touches your mind, heart, uh, and um, the kind of satisfaction you get by uh, providing uh, care for, for people, but then again, making lives better ultimately. I'll have to you know, you share an example with you. Mm-hmm. Um, along, the, along the journey within healthcare several years ago, I found my own uh, child uh, in emergency room and recognize the fact that uh, many clinicians came uh, to her aid and um, multiple uh, sets of technologies, uh, either they were biomedical devices or wirelessly connected um, asset within the ER, 
um, or monitoring center where her vitals were being monitored, you know, it gave me a real personal um, example of how our work, not my work, our work comes together to really provide for her care. And I was praying and hopeful that all of it worked really well mm. uh, for my daughter. She's perfectly fine today, uh, a, a, a beautiful six-year-old. But when that happened to her at one, years of, uh, one year of age, it really, really uh, grounded me as a, as a healthcare professional. And today I'm much more centered around our mission and our purpose and bringing NASA cyber with technology and our skills um, through partnerships uh, with all stakeholders to do what is best for our patients every single time. Ultimately, it could be your child, it could be your family member. Right. And you could imagine that with all you were dealing with in that situation and all the stress and all that the clinicians are doing to try and care for your child, you can just imagine them trying to do that while transitioning to paper because there's some ransomware attack. And and you say, I don't ever want to have that happen where I'm working, if possible. I mean, nobody, none of the CSOs who this happens to are bad people, right? They're all doing their best work. But you want to maybe try and prevent it, right? Because you've been in that situation and, and we know how devastating that could be. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, as we are uh, uh, mission and uh, patient focused, uh, really uh, our security focus uh, must be on, you know, protecting our people, uh, data and technology, uh, ultimately also sustaining enabling and transforming our organization's capabilities. And ransomware uh, or event uh, that is, uh, uh, you know, can be very negative for a given organization who is impacted by it. You know, we ultimately we're all working hard to provide assurance for disaster recovery Mm -hmm. and business continuity with um, cyber safeguards and controls, uh, making sure that we have appropriate uh, disaster recovery plans, making sure that we have tested them um, and so on. So you make a really important point, Anthony, Uh, you know, safeguarding our organization's operations today in this current uh, um, uh, industry where uh, threat is ever evolving really uh, becomes our number one priority. So you... uh... When you interview somewhere and you, you know, you could tell, share as much of this as you want, but some, a lot of times people are recruited. Uh, there's the high level, uh, you know, executive recruiters. We know there's a few companies, uh, people get recruited. Somebody comes to you perhaps and says, Hey, there's this opportunity. So what do you want to know as a CISO before, uh, about what's going on at that place to help you evaluate it? I mean, or is it just blind? Do you come in, you, you know, and then you say, okay, now let me take a look. Or do you say, well, I want to know what they have in place because I want to know what I'm getting into. I don't want to start day one and, and, oh my God, this is not, this is a big problem. We're going to get breached any minute. So I'm just wondering from a CISO point of view, um, is, is that something that's, that, that security people want to do maybe even more than CIOs? Because again, jumping into a, a, a a non-optimal situation is even more dangerous for a CISO. Does that make any sense? 
Yeah, uh, but I think uh, I might uh, uh, take your question and 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 uh, just maybe internalize that and and share uh, my Please. mindset. Um, you know how I approach the role yeah. and, and how I collaborate with others. Uh, for me, uh, mission uh, in healthcare uh, is the number one uh, uh, opportunity. You know, as a CISO. On top of that, any opportunity that gives us ability to, um, you know, develop a program, implement it, uh, manage it, to safeguard again. Uh, operations, uh, sustaining our organization's um, capabilities to not just provide care, but also uh, enhance outcomes. To me, combination of all of that really drives, uh, you know, the type of opportunities I like to go after. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, at Centura Health, I'm presented with a fantastic opportunity to do exactly that. Mm-hmm. And and, and I don't believe our roles uh, with other uh, leaders within the organization or stakeholders are at conflict at all. We all um, uh, work together to, to really provide um, uh, for care and then do what's best for the organization. So, for example, I'm in extremely close partnership with my CIO um, and um, a governing uh, enterprise uh, uh, information security executive committee, as well as um, uh, I report to the to the board of trustees, uh, audit and compliance committees, um, and so in doing that, we are able to develop a strategy that's right for my organization. We're able to develop tactical plans with the necessary buy-in and support that's um, really important for us to go ahead and advance the security posture, improve maturity. Uh, but again, like importantly, safeguard operations for the, our, our organization. So to, for me, um, I don't see uh, any more fantastic opportunity than being able to do that where uh, my work, your work, our work together enhances care uh, for our patients and, and, and for our families. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I'm not saying you're facing this situation, but I'm guessing that two areas that can be difficult for CISOs would be one, if they can't get the funding that they need to do the things they feel they need to do. Uh, And number two would be if they're not getting the support from executive leadership, meaning whenever there's pushback against from users about security measures that the leadership takes the side of those pushing back. Uh, And so therefore the security professional cannot get the things done that they feel they need to get done. Again, I'm not saying you're dealing with those things. You may have a beautiful situation. It sounds like you do, but I'm guessing that there are some folks out there that are dealing with either of those. Do you think those are two of the main potential points of frustration for CISOs and how would you deal with them for someone who's facing them? Yes. I think the, the, the question is a, a very important one. Um, but I think, there's a way to approach the role and there's a way to um, approach governance for security that can lend itself to uh, uh, success uh, versus the type of challenges uh, that one can face. And and there are real challenges for many organizations uh, where resources have to be prioritized in a way that suits best for the organization. So maybe what I'll share with you is the approach that I take 
in 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 successfully leading such such programs and hopefully mm-hmm. uh that's information um is valuable to 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 our audience your audience so so first and foremost i believe that ciso has to approach the role with courage uh, uh and courage uh means that what is right thing to do for the organization is the right thing to do for the organization and in doing so we ought to be extremely professional balanced but methodical about uh approaching what we need to be able to do for the organization to safeguard again operations and do what's best for our patients and families and so i take that approach and i have taken that approach multiple times uh if that was at texas children's hospital or medical university of south carolina and today at sensura health um so we i've been in the last you know 6 to 8 months building a coalition garnering support for what is our cyber strategy and to then develop tactical plans that are coordinated well with IT effort as well as organizational um strategic goals that we have and um i'm pleased to 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 report that uh stakeholders um at sensura health have been extremely supportive in that journey uh and are uh, really appreciative of uh, i'm really appreciative of their partnership in making sure the the right type of balance is provided to both the strategy and the tactical plans to then successfully implement and manage that so so that's the advice that i would provide is partner closely with your cio partner closely with all um important stakeholders and that's legal that's compliance and and that's the executive team as well as your it stakeholders um to really gain their insight and their support in the plan that we build and so really that's been path to success for um the opportunities that i've had to develop a plan and implement that for a variety of organizations So if someone is experiencing frustration in their in their efforts to move things forward uh it sounds like you're saying take a look at yourself first and make sure you're operating in the right way to get buy-in ahead of the game because if you're running into a lot of challenges and a lot of friction it might be you it might be the way you're approaching things is that correct I think it's combination of things right as 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 we approach a topic and and looking for support we definitely have to be business centric we have to be balanced in our approach right sometimes uh the work that we want to do which may be number one priority for cyber but it may not be feasible from implementation perspective and so we should be balanced in our approach uh, that's definitely um uh a piece of advice that I would offer the second to that is really um uh, making sure that stakeholders uh are brought on the journey uh with uh the ciso to not just have the strategy and tactical plans but have the appropriate buy in and support to really uh be successful at that and lastly um we will have challenges uh new um priorities will come up but we have to address them professionally and head on during uh potentially implementation as we learn uh that look we can't exactly do what we planned for but if we modify we can uh, we can still 
achieve 85% of the goal that we had intended, you know, that might be good enough um, mm-hmm. because it is a balanced approach. And so I would advise that we really take a balanced approach where people are brought onto the journey and, 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 and execute uh, on cyber plans uh, in a way that's sustainable and feasible for the organization. Do you think that a, a large part of the CISO role is is not greenlighting or stopping things, but it's explaining the trade-offs and the risk to those who are going to make that decision, whether it's the CIO, the CEO, or the board? So you're not saying, no, we're not doing this. You're saying, hey, here's the risk. Here's the risk level now. Here's the risk level if we do this. Here's the risk level if we spend this money. It goes down or it goes up or whatever. Is that how you would describe a large part of the role? I think our role is multi-pronged, right? In in the the scenario that you just described, we serve as an advisor from a risk perspective to stakeholders uh, in one way. We are also strategists, right? That develops strategic plans and then um, uh, helps achieve those goals and outcomes, both from business perspective and then from cyber perspective. We are also tacticians who then uh, help guide how we go about implementing safeguards and controls that improves the security posture. And lastly, we are collaborators uh, uh, in terms of ensuring that people who need to be part of your journey, part of the team, understand intended security goals and approaches so that they are part of the team who help them execute on the plan. So, so I view uh, a CISO role in, in all of those ways. And depending on uh, circumstances, forms, uh, or, or need, uh, you know, one flexes in one way or the other uh, to help achieve the ultimate goal, which is, again, uh, sorry for repeating it, but really to uh, enhance security posture so that Operations can be safeguarded. Our patients can be served uh, with the best possible capabilities enabled by technology, and then better outcomes are achieved. Do you want to talk about either the one, two, or three, it's up to you, things that you're focused on, working on, uh, big picture stuff, where your priorities are right now? Yeah, so we are uh, really prioritizing across uh, multiple uh, initiatives, we are working to ensure that governance, risk, and compliance aspects are appropriately addressed for our organization. We are enhancing our ability or capabilities on identity access and providing for trust equation of that. Uh, we are enhancing capabilities uh, with infrastructure and cloud security. As you know, threats are always evolving, so we need to continue to evolve our safeguards and controls. Uh, threat and vulnerability uh, with appropriate um, uh, security operations center um, uh, perspective, which is more of a co-managed um, uh, approach to bring capabilities quickly um, um, to our organization. So that's the, the other priority we have. And then um, I think we should always have the priority of making sure we have the uh, talent that's always um, uh, has the right set of skills and and, and knowledge 
that we are providing appropriate education and training uh, to our uh, people and to our partners. So those are really our top priorities uh, and there are multiple actions that we take within them uh, to enhance security posture and maturity. You mentioned personnel. Uh, do you feel there's a lack of people for the positions and the talents and the qualifications that you need to run a shop of your size, a security shop of your size? I think the reality of the the the, the, the global cyber um, um, in a cyber posture is that uh, cyber professionals are high in demand, mm-hmm. and especially. In, in local markets, it's it's in the competition is um, strong and 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 professionals that are uh, needed not necessarily enough um, or sufficient uh, uh, numbers. So I think the best way to um, to approach the skills gap is really uh, find partnerships that work well, have uh, can bring. Uh, the type of skills and resources quickly uh, to to assist. Uh, and so we approach that strategically uh, with partnerships uh, that gives gives us the, the the best possible way to to close the skills gap or, or the talent gap. And so that's the approach that we take. You're talking about using consultants, a short term type of thing coming in. And- I'm, I'm talking about strategic partnerships like um even for security monitoring, right? So we have uh, in-house resources mm-hmm. that uh, you know, take the actions that we need to take, but then we also rely on third party mm-hmm. to really look at all of the, the threats that, um, that our organization would face from cyber perspective, but mm-hmm. our team then zeroes in and takes uh, the, the local action that we need to take. So that being an example of it, um, strategic partnership that are both short-term and long-term to give us uh, the, the quickest opportunity to have the best talent that we need to have um, to, to really execute on the plans uh, that we have for our organization. What's your best advice to aspiring CISOs wherever they are in their career journey? Uh, what would your advice be to them uh, for what it takes to, to get to that ultimate role? Well, I think, uh, you know, uh, as I offer this advice, I'm mindful that uh, I'm as much of a learner uh, from from the community of CISOs and other professionals. And so I'll offer my advice um, uh, with that um, uh, baseline. Really, um, we as CISOs uh, must be business-centric in that cyber, you know, is, is definitely... Uh, something that's extremely important to to all of our organizations, um, particularly in healthcare. Uh, people uh, have a much better understanding of, of of cyber threats in the marketplace today, and so using that as a, a leverage to really build the kind of um, stakeholder buy-in and support that is needed to advance cybersecurity. I would say that ought to be the number one uh, component of the CISO role. Um, additionally, um, uh, really having a, a strategic view, but in addition, uh, making sure that we also have tactical um, strengths to go with that. Because 
in, in all plans are, 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 are good, but sometimes they can run into implementation challenges. For example, a network segmentation is, a, is an approach that uh, many organizations take to, to, to protect the organization being an example, but extremely hard to implement. And, and, and it's in close partnership with infrastructure teams and network, network teams to be able to do that. And then um, always uh, keeping uh, the mind and eyes open to learn from the community in terms of what others are doing uh, to, to provide for better security posture uh, and improve maturity from cyber perspective. So, so that would be the third element. And, and maybe the fourth element uh, of all this is really engaging with the community uh, at large, uh, both from uh, you know, sharing uh, your knowledge and experience, but at the same time, uh, learning from, from others. And, and as an example, I do that uh, you know, by participating through hymns or uh, other avenues that are presented to me or a conversation that we're having today. Uh, I would imagine that one of the most important relationships the CISO has is with the CIO. Um, do you have any advice on how to have a productive, successful relationship with the CIO? Yes, absolutely. I think, uh, uh, and, and, and I imagine CIO being uh, uh, the, the manager for the CISO right. in this question. Right. Um, look, CIO... Um, CIOs are really uh, charged with tremendous um, accountability and, and responsibility from an operations perspective. And I think a CISO really needs to uh, appreciate and understand that and be helpful in really helping achieve the overall objective of why we exist as a technology organization. And security is a very important component of it. So I take the, the approach that uh, I work extremely closely with all of my uh, uh, IT stakeholder leaders, but, but particularly with my CIO, um, I'm ready to help answer any questions, uh, help um, advocate for uh, security uh, in a variety of different forums. And in fact, we partner with each other uh, to, to advance that uh, conversation with the executive teams, or with, um, or, or, or with the board of trustees. Uh, to me, I have found my uh, senior vice president and chief information officer, Ms. Carrie Damon, um, uh, one that is extremely supportive, uh, very understanding of what we're trying to achieve from cyber perspective and has uh, lent uh, appropriate support um, to, to really uh, advance the, the program goals uh, that we have. And to, to, to be frank with you, I don't think we would be there uh, in terms of uh, cyber program or plan uh, in terms of stakeholder buy-in without the kind of relationship and kind of um, uh, uh, advocacy and support that we have uh, from, from my CIO. And uh, my advice would be uh, for every CISO, I don't think it's, a, it's, a, it's a necessarily a place uh, of finding a conflict. Uh, if anything, it's a place that we ought to find the, 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 the most uh, balanced perspective. Um, you know, I should go on to say that it's not going to be without uh, professional discussion or, or debates uh, at times, uh, but really we ought to keep in mind 
that ultimately why we exist as an IT organization is to really uh, support the operations and safeguard operations. All right. Well, Sanjeev, that's about all we uh, had time for today. Is there anything else you want to add before I let you go? Well, uh, Anthony, thank you so much for the opportunity uh, to share my thoughts. Um, again, it's a fantastic opportunity to serve in my role at my organization. And I just appreciate the fact that I have had an opportunity to share my experience with you today. Well, thank you so much. You have a wonderful day, Sanjeev. Thank you so much. Thank you.